Hello, friends. Welcome to the Leonard's Laser Show. This is a special master's edition, so no ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, I will still pick on Baldino. Um, you know, Christopher, I'll eat all the pimento cheese sandwiches. Baldino uh, is, still, is still our guy. Um, we have the Masters this week. Obviously, that's going to be uh, the focus for the for the majority of this uh, podcast. Uh, I chose not to do a podcast for the Valero. Uh, one, because the event kind of sucked. Two, uh, I just couldn't possibly ask Hannah to watch the kids or, or be alone for another hour and a half after she had the kids all week for Westfield Spring Break. Um, this week, I have with me again, Daniel Staniel Henry. Hello, friends. Hello, bud. Uh, and then I also have another guest, uh, Kevin Devin Henry. Thanks for having me. Dude, thanks for joining. Um, I don't know about you guys. I'm about to crack a drink. I'm going to have a little sip of sunshine as we roll through this podcast. That must be your drink of choice for the podcast, Lee. I heard I listened to your brother and uh, Drew do it a few weeks ago, and I remember that I got a shout out for bringing that to your house one night. That's right. That's you know right. what I yeah. actually just cracked about an hour ago was one of those uh, cold brew coffees that you gave me because I'm trying to A, stay up for this, and then B, the national championship game for basketball tonight. So uh, I'm in it for the long haul. Atta baby. I, I, those, they're, they're good, but I mean, it's also brave of you to have it that this late. But uh, I honestly have, have barely watched any of the the tournament. Um, I was joking around with my friends over the, during the week. Like, if you had asked 19-year-old version of Leonard – like the the sports that he cared about most right now. Uh, if you told him that it was golf and like the English Premier League and still the Yankees, uh, and he hadn't watched any of the tournament and hasn't filled out a bracket in three years, I would have said you're nuts. Um, but I don't know. I just, you know, I watched a little bit of the Rutgers Houston game. I watched some games on Tuesday, but otherwise I didn't, I didn't really watch any of this tournament. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, Kevin and I probably watched a little more, mostly because of the betting aspect of it, and uh, you know. But seriously, I mean, outside of going to Golf Cave that one night where we saw the Duke North Carolina game, I mean, I barely watched our regular season game at all when the tournament started. Like you said, I didn't fill out a bracket either for about the third or fourth year in a row. But I have been watching some of the games just to make sure that uh, you know I'm getting some return on my investment. Who's uh, who's even playing tonight? Is Baylor Gonzaga? Gonzaga. Yeah, Gonzaga is undefeated. Pretty dope. Yep. Um, Kevin, Kevin, are you there? You got anything in front of you, Kev? Any any beverages? Uh, I do not at this point. I could go pour one. Sounds like (laughs) you need to. Sounds like you need to. Yeah, you need to liven up, son. (laughs) Um, We'll um, let's let's quickly break down. Actually, not quickly because there was a ton of golf uh, this week. Not just the Valero, um, but also some really cool golf in, in other parts of the golfing world. Um, I had an awesome, awesome, awesome Saturday. Um, I woke up and uh, started the day uh, with Maddie watching, uh, as I kind of uh, aforementioned before, uh, in the English Premier League. I've gotten into soccer. I've gotten into football. Uh, Our team is Leeds United. um, And they are actually, the reason why I got into them is because they're partially owned by the San Francisco 49ers. Yes. Um, So, Maddie uh, was into that. She was watching Leeds with me. Um, after that, we watched uh, the Yankees' one o'clock game because she is picking up softball and she starts softball this week. Or I'm a coach, um, so it's been cool, kind of like teaching her the rules of baseball and softball. Uh, and then after that, we watched the 
the Augusta National Women's Amateur. I don't know if you guys caught any of that. It's the second one. Uh, the first one was two years ago. Obviously, last year got canceled because of COVID. Um, but it was pretty sick. It was. Is it a one-day tournament? So I'm not exactly sure how because they actually came in with scores, but they kept talking about how it was the girls' first round at Augusta. So I don't know if like the I can't imagine previous moved the venue around. Yeah, I'm I'm very confused. They kept talking about a cut line, and um, but they also kept talking about how like it was their first round at Augusta. So. Uh, maybe it was the only round that was televised, um, but it was pretty sick. It's all it's obviously the same same layout, uh, obviously you know, a bit shorter, um, and the pins are not. They didn't really set up the pins on the last day to be like you know the tra- traditional Sunday pins. There were definitely some funnel pins um, to you know make it a little bit more exciting. Um, but it was pretty sick. I mean, watching um, you know 15, 16, 17, 18, 20 year old girls. Um, you know, play a lot better than I probably ever will. Um, at Augusta National. So, um, unfortunately, it's the same weekend as uh, as one of the women's uh, majors. Uh, the the ANA Inspirational was also this week. So I don't I don't know how you know if they want to grow the women's game. How that's a good idea to have them both on the same weekend. But um, mm-hmm. it was pretty cool to watch. And and obviously the drive chip putt was was. Uh, was the day after. I don't know if you guys caught any of that. But. Yeah, Kevin and I were watching a little bit of that. He came over for Easter for uh, for Sunday. So uh, I think at one point, Kevin actually said to me, he goes, Dan, why are we watching kids putt? <laughs> because uh, the Yankee game was ensuing in about 10 minutes. And I was like, because it's not on yet, Kev. I'm like, and the Valero's coming up next. And I actually had Jordan Spieth. So uh, I was excited to see what was going to go on. But yeah, we caught a little bit of it. I always see him putting. I don't want to see him putt. I want to see how far a 12-year-old kid, a 12-year-old boy hits the ball. I mean, I want to see the driving. I, I didn't catch too much of that. It was all putting. Yeah, the driving is, I think, the first thing that they televise. It's like, it, you know, usually it's it, it starts and, like, I never know when it's starting. And I usually, like, someone's like, oh, like, you know, drive chip putts on or, like, they they allude to it in another broadcast. So then you, you switch to it. At that point, you've already missed the, uh, the driving part. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I saw 12 year olds wrapping drives 240, 250, I'd be sitting there crying, like, man, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> well, the key is they do that and they hit it straight. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to hit the ball a long way. And it's, uh, it's, I'm not saying it's easy to hit it straight, but if you slow your swing down, but the key is trying to get both, uh, you know, in a row. And that's, that's the key to golf. I mean, you know, anybody can sit up there and whack the ball as hard as they can, but, you know, trying to hit it straight is obviously the key. Yep. Is that how it works? Well, I know you don't know yet because houses no are still uh, houses are still on the lookout every time you're on the tee box. So, <laughs> what was the name of that course that we played where Kev hit like back to back houses? Was that wasn't that Beaver? Was it Battleground? Or Beaver no, Brook? Beaver Beaverbrook. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. Nice row we'll of do it uh, again. townhouses. Terrible location. Well, to, to to be honest, I hit a house at Shack on Friday. Uh, oh, geez. Yeah, it was a really bad slice on nine. And the guys that were playing were like, whoa, you pummeled that. Where'd it go? I was like, it went dead right. Just yeah. listen. And we all got quiet for a second. You just heard the yeah. freaking Well, I've clank. hit the, uh, the, the church or the, the daycare off the six at Shack a couple times. So it's It's funny you say that. One of the guys I was playing with this week did that. He, <laughs> he Yeah, he did it on six. Uh, and... He was like, well, I can't believe that happened. I was like, well, I actually have a buddy who did it. 
<laughs> he also, yeah, his pitching wedge is also broken somewhere off of the tenth uh, fairway. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, at, at least that place is closed on the weekends, and no one's going to come out screaming for you. So yeah, to Tom's defense, it hit the car path and bounced over. You hit it on the fly. Yeah, that wasn't one of my finer moments. <laughs> um, all right, what else from this week uh, before we get into the Valera? The the ANA I thought was was actually pretty sick. Uh, it was the women's. Um, first women's major. The women have five majors. Um, uh, there was uh, one player, uh, Patty Tanik. I can't pronounce it. I, I it, like I hear it once and you can say it, but then you, mm-hmm. can, you can't do it again. Tanikanovic. Uh, she was basically the wire to wire winner. Um, we thought that Sunday was going to be uh, kind of just like a parade for her, and Lydia Ko shot 10 under 62 on Sunday and almost chased her down. It was, at one point she had a putt on 11, a putt on 10 to go 10 under, no, sorry, on 11. She had an eagle putt on 11 to go 10 under through 11. Wow. She was lights out. That's playing some golf. Yeah. I mean, again, another awesome, you know, display of, of stuff that I'll never be able to do. Um, but, uh, to the Valero, Congratulations, Dan. I guess you're one of how many of us had. Uh... I think it was four. I saw I, I saw the cellar dweller Chasler picked it, and I was like, all right, good. So at least I'm not going to uh, get jumped by him because I was I had a lead on him. I saw Billy Mack was on the uh, Spieth train, and there was one other person I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but uh, God, I had made seven cuts in a row. Then I missed the last two, and then I got my first uh, winner of the year with Spieth. So I, I catapulted from. 27th to 15th. I'm still behind both of you guys, however. Yeah, we had Billy Mack, Dan Henry, Ian Chasler, and Dave the Strick Strickland. Uh, all of you guys picked Spieth. Nicely done. Uh, that gets, as you, as you said, that gets Ian out of the cellar, um, which was massive. I guess we'll quickly do standings. Standings. Um, Stan, the fantasy sports guru, uh, Kopech, 4.17 million in first place. Downtown Anderson, 3.98 million in second place. And Packet, 3.67 million in third place. So the top three hasn't changed. Uh, Billy Mack jumps to fourth with the speed, um, with the speed win. Uh, you jumped Dan to 15th with the speed win. Uh, Chazer moves all the way from the cellar uh, up 10 spots to, to 19. Um, our new cellar dweller is Andrew Winterstein, which is actually a combo team. It's Andrew and his brother, Zach. They do the picks together. Um, it's kind of like a quiet tandem bicycle, but, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's not working cause they're dead last. Um, yeah. Kevo nicely done. You're in the top 10 at the, at the 10 spot. Uh, I'm sitting at 12. Uh, it could be better. But plenty of a lot of golf left. left, a lot of lot, lot of majors, a lot of big paydays. Yeah, I've come to yeah. realize in my first year of doing this that uh, fantasy golf is uh, if you're not first, you're last. I'm I've made every single cut. I think I have the lowest to par score, and I'm just lingering in the middle of the pack because I have guys that make yep. the cut, shit the bet on Saturday, and finish at like three or four under and get I don't know barely six figures. Yeah, you are. That is right. You are one of only two people to make all 10 cuts. The other one is Tandem Bike. Uh, and you do have the lowest score to par. You're 83 under. The second place is 73 under. Um, so, yeah, you are really printing it when it comes to... Uh, yeah, you said that gets me um, transfusions for life if I finish with both. <laughs> <laughs> 
That sounds about right. I'm sure you uh, don't have to do that. Leo will still buy you transfusions. That's like the shack, uh, <laughs> like the drink just, of choice over there. I just want people to have fun. I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to be, just trying to be a good guy, you know. Yep. Um, all right. So the Valero this week. How much of the Valero did you guys catch? Uh, I mean, like you said, the field was kind of weak. Um, you know, I, I was looking through it and I saw that Jordan Spieth was the dude. And I was like, he's from Texas. He hasn't won since 2017. Let's do it. I, after, I didn't see any of his round the first day. So maybe a little bit Friday, a majority Saturday, and almost all of Sunday. I mean, Sunday we were in the house with the family. So between that and the Yankee game was like, you know, back and forth the entire time. But uh, he looked good. He did. I mean, for, you know, it's like... I was waiting for you, Leo, to send me uh, the Sunday speech show up. I mean, Kevin had mentioned it at one point, but, uh, you know, he, he held it together. And, uh, you know, Charlie Hoffman had himself some days, but once it came down to the very end, I mean, he hit a couple of tee shots on 16 into the sand, and then he went from sand to sand, which I looked at Kevin and I was like, where's the JB right now? Because, JB. Uh, yeah, we know how that rolls. Um, but, uh, you know, I saw I saw a good amount. Kev, anything? Um, yeah. I saw some on Friday, a little bit on Saturday, and then obviously I was with Dan on Sunday, so uh, most of Sunday. But I was kind of pissed because I considered taking Spieth because obviously, as mentioned, it was a you know watered-down field, and obviously Spieth has been playing well this year in general. And I was like, I think I want to save Spieth for the Masters because I, I didn't think he would be the most popular pick, but I think he's playing well. He's obviously won there before. And now, A, I'm pissed because obviously I didn't pick him, and B... I don't think I can pick him going into this week now because, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess he could win back-to-back, but with, that, okay, with the so whole field it, coming it, back, it, I'm just like, it kind of screwed me twice. Leo's about to drop some serious knowledge on you about I, that. I'm going to drop some knowledge, but first of all, I want to give a little golf clap right there to, to Kev. It's like you're looking at my notes right now. We're, we're, we are simpatico. Like, uh, my what I want to talk about with regard to Jordan Spieth is, well, first of all, I had the same exact approach i wanted to take him this week i had him it was between him and scotty scheffler i thought the texas two texas boys understand that course understand that grass understand those greens well scotty scheffler made me look really good on thursday because he was only one shot behind speed um but i thought let me maybe save him for the masters um for the same reasons a lot of people are probably going to take dj or you know bryson some of the bigger guns for the masters and he thought maybe I could slip in, and 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 you know, let, let's be honest, like Jordo, like won a Masters, shit the bed on Sunday uh, and gave it away, but but had it in hand, and then he almost chased down everybody a couple of years ago on Sunday and put up one of the the best final rounds in major history, not not to mention Masters history, and almost caught the, caught the winner there. Um, and now I'm in a spot like you just said, Kev, where like I'm pissed that I didn't pick him, and now I think that. I think he might have blown his load. Like it's very rare, period, for guys to win back-to-back weeks on the PGA Tour. There are only two players all time to have won the Masters and the week preceding the Masters. Those are Sandy Lyle and Phil Mickelson. Right? It, it's hard. has it always been the Valero. No, no, it hasn't always been the Valero. The the, the Valero, the Texas has primarily been um, right before the Masters. That's what Phil did. When Sandy Lyle did it, it wasn't the Valero. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's hard. Like, and, and you're also asking this of a guy who went four years without winning. And maybe you're telling yourself, maybe the guy's got a taste for victory again. And he, he walked off yesterday. And some of the interviews he gave were very 
very much tending toward lending towards um you know maybe we should watch out maybe that he's got a little taste of victory again he's going to start just go back and going back to being the old speed i mean he walked off yesterday saying you know it felt good to win but i was surprised on how comfortable i felt back in the winter circle how, how comfortable i felt it wasn't like this gigantic sigh of relief like oh my god like the slump's over it was like i belong here which is a little scary mm-hmm. a little scary yeah, I mean, listen, Leo, you had mentioned it. He actually finished runner-up in 14 when Bubba Watson won his second. He dominated the course like nobody's seen in 15. And then he lost runner-up to Danny Willett the next year in 16 when he dunked, what, two or three in the water on 12. Yep. Um, so, I mean, yeah, dude, that, he hadn't won through four years. 18, 19, well, 17. His last win was the uh, Open uh, back in 2017. And then he didn't win for three entire seasons. And you're thinking, like, this dude won, like, three majors before he was, like, 25. Like, well, it, I mean, well, Tiger's done that, I'm sure. But like, the important how many thing, other people are doing that, you know? The, the other important thing about what Jordan did in the, in the slump, um, like, like Ricky's going through a slump right now, right? Like, he just, he's... he's yeah, I didn't want to bring that up. I figured no, you want to talk about it. I, but. I, I, you know, I have to. It's, it, it, he, you know, obviously with Ricky, he had to, he had to win to get the in. The following part of the podcast the is brought to you by Puma. Go ahead, Leo. Yeah. <laughs> he, oh, and man. the color orange. He had to win. It's like Sesame Street. And the color orange. And Mercedes Benz and all the other commercials that yeah, and, and Rocket Mortgage and everything. Leo and I were talking about the Faldo a few weeks ago. Remember, Leo, when you are talking about Faldo burned him? And he's like, oh, you know, he could do more commercials if he doesn't make the Masters. Yeah, it's just like, hey, Faldo, maybe the reason why you want to burn him that way is because nobody wanted you to do your commercials. Which you're, just, you're just a jackass. Um, yeah, I love how he's pushing shoes that make you hit the ball further. It's like, okay, Nick. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, come on now. I'm sure that works. Um, but, like, you know, Rick's slumping, right? But, like, Rick also, he won the Waste Management two years ago, right? Like, he mm-hmm. he, he finished in the ma- uh, second in the runner Masters. Runner-up to Reed, yeah. Yeah, runner-up to Reed two years ago. Like, like, when Spieth won the Open, and then after that, he was dead fucking awful like was missing cuts after cuts after cuts or was like way down on like never was in contention was not even relevant so for him to all you know you know maybe the maybe the the thing about his you know the broken bone in his hand maybe that's legit maybe he was you know playing through it and 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 that's why he dropped off so hard it's hard to explain like how someone so talented like you said dan can win you know three majors in a in a you know what an 18 month span or something crazy like that mm-hmm. um you yeah know, well, he, he won could, the masters he won chambers bay in 16 or was that that was 15 also and then he won the also. open in 17 so he won uh out of 12 majors he won three so he won 25 percent of the majors in the yeah. you know in, in a three-year span which is like unreal i mean like some guys play all their life i mean look at westwood he's been number one in the world luke donald's been number one in the world those guys are never going to win a major god god bless them and they've been great players but some guys look to win the major you know just once i mean they were talking before i was watching bubba watson um you know he said he's like my goal at this point in my life is to get to the hall of fame and they said that only 16 players besides bubba have won the masters twice and all 16 are in the golf hall of fame and he's only got 12 yeah, he's only got 12 professional PGA Tour wins, but I mean, yeah. you know, he also played, I wouldn't say too much in the time of Tiger, because after, I mean, all Bubba's wins were after 08, so, uh, but, but yeah. still. 
There's a lot I mean, of guys playing every week. I mean, we could do a whole another podcast on whether or not guys should make the Hall of Fame. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I, I think Bubba gets in with with two Masters and yeah. and um, you know the wins that he has and the wins that he has are are like you know phone a friend wins. Like he you know he's he's won at Riv three times. Like that's huge. yeah exactly. He's won the Travelers twice. I think I think the Travelers was his first championship back in the day. Um, you know, the mat. I mean, listen, you win the Masters once, you, you know, you have a potential to go to the, the Hall of Fame. You win it twice in the three year span. I mean, I know how I know you're not a huge Bubba fan. I was watching a piece before on him that the Masters is doing. He's a really like sensitive dude who like listens to what the public says and they're all dogging him and he was losing weight and everything. And it's like, you yeah. know, what? some, yeah, like fame. It's like sometimes people are misportrayed. It's like you never know what's going on inside someone's head, but. You know. Bubba's Bubba's growing on me. I mean, he also happens to have just signed with my favorite golf apparel company, Link Soul. Uh, mm-hmm, would, mm-hmm. would my? I'd be great if you know Link Soul sponsored this podcast someday. Um, but, <laughs> shout out Link Soul. Shout out Link Soul. Um, but no, it's. I think you know whether or not it's it's um, you know golf doing a better job of of, of us seeing into these guys' real lives uh, and and who they really are, or maybe he's just kind of been kicked down. Um, the ranks a little bit as far as villains because you know it's so easy to not villains but just unlikable guys it's like it's very it's very easy yeah. to dislike Patrick Reed it's very oh absolutely because uh, he's a cheater and a, and a thief yeah and it's very easy to dislike Bryson because he's just like he's just so corny like, I was every- watching him on the range it looks like he like drank four of those coffees you gave me he was just up there swinging his club and everything and he is literally I mean you, you can see like his arm popping out of his socket from swinging so hard he's got yeah. tremendous um you know club head speed but it's like almost obnoxious it's like you know it, he should be on long drive that's what he should be doing I mean he uh, he, he said that after I forgot what it was there was a couple uh, a couple months ago he realized he was getting too too big uh, you know, the protein shakes were affecting him a little bit too much. And he's actually has, has apparently dialed it back some and is a little bit smaller, a little bit more flexible, a little less, you know, amped up all the time. Um, and he said he was he was saying that that helped contribute to his win uh, at the Arnold Palmer. But um, back to back to what Kevin said before, it's, you know, Spieth, uh, you know, if there's horses for courses, um Jordan Spieth at Augusta is a horse for a course. Bubba Watson at Augusta is a horse for a course. And you should be really, really careful uh, because, like, obviously, you know, Jordan's going into this playing well. He's been playing well all season. He's been sniffing, you know, the the, the win and finally pulls it off. Um, Bubba's also, also been coming into form. Like, he's been playing pretty good golf. And if he goes to a course that he's comfortable, he's been there for two weeks, by the way. He... He was there for the uh, Augusta Women's uh, National event, and mm-hmm. then he was also there for the drive, chip, and putt. So he's been there for for a while. He didn't compete. Yeah. Um, I think he basically headed over there like right after the the match play. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's if there's guys that are you know starting to find their form, they're going somewhere comfortable. Also, both those guys shape the ball from right to left. That is very conducive to Augusta off the tee. Um, it's a second shot course. Um, so if these guys even drive the ball, you know, half well, um, their ability to, to hit really creative shots, uh, in on the second, like, I'd be really scared of those two guys. Uh, um, 
I guess I was gonna wait to do this, but let's just, I mean, we're talking about master storylines. Um, yeah, I mean, is we, there, we all, are, there, are there any players that that are on your guys? I'm not, I'm not trying to steal your picks now or getting insider picks, but are there anyone, anyone on your radar? I have a list of guys that, as far as storylines going into the masters, like uh, I'm interested, in, you know, whether or not I pick the guy, I'm interested, like you could, if I could like, uh, hit the button of priority players to like track their rounds and see how they're doing. Cause that's what, you know, mm -hmm. CBS and the masters are going to, are, are going to afford us this week. Like who, who are you interested in? in I'm in actually seeing this week play the masters? seeing uh, Kepka come back from uh, knee surgery. Now I wouldn't pick him. I don't think, you know, I just think it's crazy that he, he's coming back so quickly. And I'm curious to see, uh, you know, how well he plays uh, based solely on that. So that, I mean, Obviously, you guys know uh, I like to gamble, so Kepka may be some guy I look to fade. And um, as I'm speaking right now, it looks like his odds to miss the cut are plus two fifty. So that looks juicy to me, just based upon him coming back and not playing recently. Um, yeah, he's twenty five to one yeah. to win. So I mean, I don't think, like I said, I I, don't, I wouldn't yeah pick, I, I... take him to win based upon his. Uh, recent history here but he also just got engaged yeah. uh the last week uh he actually he actually got engaged a month ago and, and held off um uh you know publicizing it or, or releasing it until this past weekend see how tired john um, rom looks to, as a yes. new dad <laughs> something we can all relate to yes <laughs> yeah god yes we can oh, all yes. yeah no i like the kepka kepka is definitely someone i have my eye on this week not as a not as a pick i mean if you had asked me before that he the knee injury, which, by the way, he still has, has not provided any detail on how he did it. He said it was a personal yeah. accident. Uh, basically, the, the kneecap dislocated, and he popped it back into place and then had to go have surgery. Like, what were you doing? Um, to, to yeah, like Finau running up the uh, the par three green when he popped his ankle out a few years ago. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> so gross. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, Tony. But yeah, well, I, I mean, listen, the biggest storyline we're going to be talking about and hearing about for the seventh year in a row now is can Rory complete the Grand Slam? Just like it'll be Spieth this year at the PGA because that's the only one he needs. I mean, everybody's talking about Rory. And honestly, I don't give Rory that much of a chance. I think I think Rory's too much in Rory's own head. He's 14-1 to do it. He's got the sixth best odds. But um, I just don't think this is his year. I mean, he hits the ball far and he hits it straight. Um, I think his iron play lately has been a little has been a little inconsistent, and you know we 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 know he's never been a great putter. It's always been off the tee, and uh, you know and ball striking has been his thing. But his short iron play, he doesn't give himself a lot of makeable birdie putts, and then his putter doesn't pick him up from doing it. So uh, that's obviously going to be a storyline. But again, my my guess is that he does not do it this year. Yeah, I mean it's funny if you had asked me. I, you know, I have a list of players that I want to touch base on, and and I probably would have guessed that Kev would have picked Kepka for for the betting reasons, and I and I definitely knew you were going to pick Rory because uh, I know you're very aware of the career Grand Slam with him, and you love to bring that up every time his name pops up, and it's fair. He's got to, you know, he's got to be able to produce at some point at Augusta if he wants to be, you know, considered a top three to five player of all time um but he's got no chance this week like i might i'd love to be i'd love to eat my words um on sunday yeah. and see him put the green jacket on but like he's got a two-way miss going on because of the the speed training he he has like another swing coach now and he didn't get rid of the first one he now has just more than one swing coach looking at yeah. him um 
he he's all over the place. I mean, uh, he won the players, I think, in 19, which is probably the most prestigious tournament he's won. But he hasn't won a major since, correct me if I'm wrong, Leo, 2012. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say so. It's like, you know, he hasn't won anything lately. Um, you know, I mean, I'm telling you, as soon as Nike brought him on and they made him change his clubs from his Titleist and he had to cut his uh, well, he shaggy did, hair. He did win the FedEx Cup. Um a few years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, and he's won overseas. I think he won a couple of, uh, you know, the European tour events. Yeah, but he, run the, he, yeah. Won, he won the race to Dubai a couple years ago also. But, like, yeah, he um, – that that all feels like, you know, five-plus years ago at this point, not a couple of years ago because yeah. cause he is just in a different um, – I mean, he's still one of the more physically gifted golfers in oh, the world. Absolutely. Right, but it's, it's the six inches between your ears is uh, – as Dylan likes to allude to, um, that are, are just a complete mess right now. Uh, Jordo, we, we obviously spoke about, um, you know, we'll, we'll see whether or not, um, you know, he, he's able to, to, to draw upon the good juju from, uh, you know, years past. DJ uh, trying to repeat and trying to repeat, what, um, six months later? It's kind of weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very weird feel knowing that you know he's the defending champion, but he's he's only kind of had the the title for for a few months now. Um, and it was mm-hmm. also a very different course. It was a lot softer. Um, it was a little chilly. Um, you know, they, they're talking about how firm and fast the course is playing um, in the practice rounds. So is DJ going to be able to do the same thing? Um, you have Bryson. Uh, who was uh, ballsy enough to to claim that Augusta was a par sixty eight for him? Wow! In November, the uh, nerve. Yep, and then and then Augusta, um, you know, kind of the Augusta gods uh, went ahead and smacked him right in his stupid mouth, um, and, uh, and and threw a protein shake, you know, down his throat and said nope, and and he didn't even make the cut. Um, yeah. Bubba, we talked about, uh, you know, I, I, that's one where, what are the odds on Bubba, guys? I'm sure you guys are. Yeah, um, I think it's 50. Let me see here. Yeah, it's 50 to 1. If this I mean, was... he's 42 now. I mean, the oldest person ever win the Masters was Jack at 86. I think he was 46. To one. So, I mean, yeah. oh, I'm on CBS.com, CBSSports.com. I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm sure the sites are different. Every, I think these, I think these are courtesy of William Hill. Um, so I don't know if you're on FanDuel or whatever, Kevin. It might be different. Eighty-five to one might get a little tickle. <laughs> Leo's like, I got ten bucks for eighty-five to one. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> um, and uh, JT, you know, let's not sleep on the reigning players champion. Um, yeah, I was gonna say there's a, there's about three or four guys that I'm between picking this week, and obviously the names are big. Yeah. Um. He's obviously one of them. I mean, the guy, I mean, and, and talk about somebody else that's wearing on you. I remember you, me, and Dylan were playing around the golf at some point over at Shaq. This is years ago, two, three, four years. Yep. And I think you both shared the same sentiment that he's a dick and he's a cocky asshole and this and that. But I love honestly, the guy. I love the guy. I love him now too. And, and, and I kind of liked him back then a little bit. Um, and I just didn't want to say anything, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. He, he's got, he doesn't give a shit. Like he's just got that. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to shoot my best. And, and that's it. They were interviewing him once because he went to Bama and him and Nick Saban were talking about championships and everything. And, you know, they said, Oh, who, uh, who's a better golfer, uh, to, to Saban and then to Thomas and Saban's like, Oh, well, you know, and Thomas is like, I'll take him down. I'll take him right down. Like didn't even hesitate. So he's got one thing in mind. I'm surprised that he's friends with, uh, 
with Spieth because Spieth seems more of like you know your wholesome boy next door type, and Justin Thomas seems more like a killer. Yeah, they all they need each other to balance each other out. But he, um, yeah, he he won me over in Paris. His really did take you to the Eiffel Tower or something. No, yeah, when, when in Paris at, at uh, the Ryder Cup, man, like when he, you know, U.S. was, was seemed pretty much down and out of it, and he, mm-hmm. um, him and Spieth played great together. Um, you know, his singles match uh, against Rory was pretty sick. Um, yeah. You know, he just he, this. He wanted to take over the the Captain America role. And I, I God, I hope he is someday able to, so I don't have to deal with you know. Yeah, well, you know why that? Right? Because yeah, Reed and uh, Jordan Spieth played together in like the two or three. So so back in the day, Jordan Spieth was like the bee's knees. Like Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas came up together and they yeah. were friends and everything. And Jordan Spieth used to play with Patrick Reed in like every Ryder Cup and every Presidents Cup, and they would do really well. And then Justin Thomas like got like I mean honestly. I feel like the, 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 the meteoric rise of Justin Thomas, I think Justin Thomas is far and away a better golfer than Jordan Spieth is right now, even after Jordan Spieth's coming off that win. But Jordan Spieth, uh, you know, has more majors and he was at a higher level faster than Justin Thomas. But I think Justin Thomas is now, it's funny, Justin Thomas has the one major that Jordan Spieth doesn't have. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, Patrick Reed was talking, I don't know why I wasn't paired with, um, with Spieth. Because Spieth and Thomas are like best friends, and like no one likes you. That's probably why. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. He, I mean, he's outstanding. Yeah. No, he's definitely on my radar. Um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. If, did you guys see the menu for uh, no. DJ's Champions Dinner? I did actually uh, on on um, on Instagram or something. I think I think somebody posted it. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head that was a few days ago while you have it in front of you. It's actually, it's like refreshingly like normal um, and, and delicious. So the appetizer is pigs in a blanket uh, and lobster and corn fritters. Um, the pigs in a blanket, like that's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> house at, at Augusta. At Augusta. How, uh, first course, house salad or Caesar salad, like just plain. plain. Normal. Normal. Um, family style sides, mashed potatoes with spring vegetables. Like, yeah, I was about to say Applebee's. Yeah, but, yeah. It's like you're at Boston Market almost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the main course, a filet mignon uh, and a miso marinated sea bass. Uh, for those that didn't want to eat red meat, uh, and then dessert: peach cobbler and apple pie with vanilla ice cream. Like about as American as a uh, baseball. Yeah, it's just about like. as uh, that's about as American as you get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Like it just it just screams Dustin Johnson. Just like incredible. What do you think about him? I I know a lot of people have that uh, thing. I, I I love I love Dustin Johnson too. He's got swag. He's out there to pound it and. You know, early on, like when he blew that uh, Chambers Bay and Spieth kind of won after he had already posted the score and then Dustin came out the next year at that U.S. Open and just dominated and won. You know, I gained a lot of respect for him. I know that there's the talk about the drug use and the other players' wives and whatever. But uh, I think Pauline has got him under control now. I I like Dustin Johnson. I'm a big fan. Um, And I've also grown to appreciate him more recently. Um, TaylorMade does a great job with their social media campaign. And they do like a lot of this stuff like midweek where they'll have their players do like these corny little contests against each other. Uh, And typically uh, it's been Dustin Johnson versus like one of the youngins, whether it's Matt Wolf or uh, Morikawa. Morikawa. So they did this... um, two club challenge dj and morikawa um and so they spin a wheel and like there's one club and they spin another wheel and another club and they ended up with um 
with hybrid and uh, wedge. Uh, I think it was a pitching wedge. And they had to play a par four with just those two clubs. And it was really cool, like, watching DJ just re- – like, it very much felt like him relaxed on a Saturday with the boys. And, like – he, but he also has this he, – he has conducted himself in the tailor-made camp as the elder statesman, like, big swinging dick in camp. So like like every time every time he plays against a Morikawa or a Wolf in one of these challenges, they all they're like, you they're all like little they're so boyish and they're like looking up to like the, you know big bad DJ and they're like almost like you'd expect them to like call him sir. And, mm-hmm. and DJ's like, yeah, why don't you rake my bunker for me? Like after I had a bunker yeah, shot, exactly. go rake that for me. Like he's he's actually really funny uh, when he's not forced to do a, pr- a press conference. Um, and then there was an article this week, I think, in Golf Digest, you know, speaking to his um, uh, oh, Butch Harmon said golf golf IQ wise, he's a genius. I'm staring at the, the magazine right next to me, actually. Um, and, and, you know, he, he doesn't come across that way. Right? He comes across as a John Wayne gunslinging, you know, I'm going to hit it, mm-hmm. hit it, find it, hit it again. Like. Right, yeah, I was I was playing golf one day with a couple of guys, and uh, we were talking about one thing or another. And I was like, "Yeah, I like DJ." And they're like, "I don't know. DJ's got that that walk like he's walking into a saloon to go beat up somebody or go go challenge someone to a duel." And I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, of course, I was playing with somebody who was a lot older than us, and I was thinking to myself, "Yeah, that's called <laughs> swagger." I'm like, "Our generation likes that." Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a strong saunter. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, think about it. Dude hits the ball a mile. He's date. He's engaged or dating or has kids with the great one's daughter. I mean, like he's just he's just cool. He, I mean, he's just a cool dude. I don't know. It just. I mean, his interviews are nothing. You know, <laughs> he's not going to be writing any presidential speeches anytime soon. But uh, you know, listen, he's out there to, to do one thing, and you know, that's to play some golf, and he's doing a damn good job of it. Winning and winning and making money, and he's you know his his brother is as a result the highest paid caddy on tour. So taken. Yeah. Yes. Um, anybody? Uh, what, I mean, Kev, what say you about that? What you did? I think he's, uh, you know, I like him. I think he's a little robotic. You like? But, you don't uh, like? You know, obviously he's fun to watch, and he's uh, obviously number one golfer in the world for a reason. You know, who's your dude? Kev? I don't know. I don't necessarily have a dude per se. Kevin's new to the whole watching golf every week, getting into it. Now, now that there's gambling involved, obviously he's a little more keen to it. But um, you'll start to watch guys and you'll start to like guys because of one thing or another. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. What about Lefty, Kev? You're, I like Bubba. You're a lefty. You like Phil, Bubba? You like yeah. Phil? Whatever. <laughs> Who's Burn. Your, who's your guy, Dan? I mean, I, I, I like Rory um, because of you know, the Irish thing. Kevin's boy, Shane Lowry. I mean, up until about three days ago, Kevin's beard looked like Shane Lowry. His body didn't, thank God, but his beard certainly did. Sugar Shane um, Lowry, I like it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I really I really like uh, Justin Thomas, Dustin. I like Rom. Um, you know, I mean, those are the guys that I really like. I mean, I, I don't dislike a lot of guys on tour. I mean, Patrick Reed is probably the one that's like, ugh. Um, so I, I know you're not a fan of I know you're not a fan of Billy Horschel either, and that guy plays so damn slow. A, you ever watch him play last week when he when he won? Oh my god, he's a douche nozzle. Like the guy just <laughs> he's the worst. 
he yeah. he's up to, yeah he he's another guy another reason why Bubba is like sliding back into my favor because you know these other deuce nodules just launch them so like also I, I thought this was a good bit that I did with Jay and, and Drew like is there a guy on tour who you think um, you have a contrarian opinion of like for example Jason didn't like Matt Wolf because uh, he doesn't like yeah because of his swing and yes. I, and and I was like wow I love that swing like what. Um, is there anybody yeah, well, like with, with the leg hitch? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with your brother on that. Really? It's very unorthodox. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't listen. I don't dislike Matt Wolf, and if he's contending on Sunday, I'm not going to say I don't want him to win because of that swing. But it doesn't bother me like it bothers your brother. But it's like it's unconventional. Yeah. You know, I mean, name somebody else who has a more awkward swing besides maybe uh, Jim, Bryson. Jim Furyk that, with that. Yeah, well, that's true. But Jim Furyk's like past his prime. He's barely on TV anymore these days. That's fair. I mean, I'm just looking, you know, yeah, I don't like Bryson and I don't like uh, Reed. I, you know what do I really like? I like Morikawa. That guy seems like he's very, he knows his ability. He, he leans on um, other people for knowledge. Somebody asked him a question today at the Masters press conference, and he goes, you know, are there other guys that you've asked uh, or, or talked about with stuff? And you're figuring he's going to say, yeah, I asked Dustin or Jason Day because they're on the TaylorMade stable. You know who he said that he asked questions about? Mark O'Meara. Oh, like Mark O'Meara. I know, I know who that is, but it's like he hasn't been around for a while. But he's been asking, you know, the guys about that, and he said, "There's guys that I admire and that I watch who are great putters each week." He goes, "You may not see them at the top of the leaderboard." He goes, "But the way they putt is just beautiful, and I know that that's going to be a huge factor this weekend playing Augusta because of the undulation of the greens." I mean, the flat stick gave Mark O'Meara his his Masters win, and and he is one of the greatest putters in PGA history. And it's funny. I mean, I guess it's it's big of Colin to recognize that and seek that out considering it's very obvious that his, his biggest weakness is the flat stick, whether it's, you know, he, mm-hmm. him implementing the saw grip. And actually Mark O'Meara was the one that, the one that um, gave him the lesson to implement the saw grip before colonial. So they have a little, yeah. they have a little bit of a history already. Um, but no, that's, that's pretty cool. I like him too. I think I also feel like he was kind of like, you know, a, a golf test tube baby. Like he's just like, he's just, built for it I, he's like he's got a gorgeous swing um you know very mm-hmm. patient approach to the game um like there's really he's talking about how he was favoring yeah i'm sorry he favors the cut as opposed to the draw and he, you know a lot of there's uh the holes at augusta are dog leg lefts so he's like i'm not going to try to hit my dr- hit a draw if it's not what i'm comfortable with i'm going to try to hit a cut just start it you know a little further left and it's cerebral things like that that are really going to separate winning from losing. Yeah, I mean, uh, the course definitely favors someone that that shapes the ball right to left, but it doesn't mean that 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 is a prerequisite to win. I mean, Dustin Johnson shapes the ball left to right, and he he's your reigning champion, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's really like he said, like you know, playing within your limits um, and putting yourself in position. Max Homa spoke about it this week on his podcast. He's another guy that shapes the ball more left to right than right to left. And he's just like, all right, I'm just going to like, I'll pick my distances. And like, if I feel like I'm going to hit driver through the dog leg, like I'll dial it down and play three wood. Cause then I could play to a distance and then, you know, hit an iron. And cause that's what really matters. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. Bryson says he's going to overpower the course again. Um, and, you know, we see how that worked out for him in June. Um, you know, it's, it's a second shot putting uh, tournament mm-hmm. and, and that's why you know plus there's a lot of narrow fairways where like you, you're standing guys on the I mean think about 18 you know you, you don't hit it through the uh, you know the, the tube there 
you know, it's not coming out. It's funny because 18 is like one of the few holes that actually shapes left to right. Um, so when, yep. D, when DJ was coming down the stretch and he had 18 left, it was just like, all right, this is over because this, this fits, yeah. his, fits his eye so perfectly. Um, but yeah. All right. Let me, um, let's move on to last week with Leonard. Um, it was actually a pretty eventful week. Uh, on Tuesday, I busted out of Westfield and went into the city to see the boys, uh, a bunch of my work buddies uh, that I hadn't seen in a while. And like I kind of mentioned before, I watched some of the tournament. It's kind of part of the reason I went in was to see my buddy Dietz, uh, who's moving out of the city and, and going to Denver. Um, and- yeah, Leo, real quick, you got to you got to tell me one thing. How come every time you post a picture of Woody on Instagram, you tag Deets? There's got to be a story <laughs> behind this. Uh, yes, that's a great, great uh, post there. Um, well, Deets is short. Deets is a small little guy. Um, okay. And and we have this joke at work um, or the saying that, uh, you know, if you're useless or you can't do anything well, you're wooden. Um, <laughs> okay. So so Woody is, is basically the, the um, you know, the, the small... Uh, useless uh, characterization. Uh, so, I, you know, and, and also he was like, Deets is my best friend at work. So like every time, uh, you know, I, I was missing the office, I would look over at my little, my, my Woody plush guy and, and Deets always sat right behind me. So that was, that was my guy. Um, and so, I, so you're his, so you're his Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, I guess I'm his Buzz Lightyear. That's a good point. I maybe I maybe I need to buy a Buzz Lightyear and mail it to him in Denver. You should. Yeah, you should. Yeah, so I went to the city to see him, uh, and actually Chazler uh, was up from North Carolina. Uh, his wife is, or his girlfriend, sorry, is pregnant, and uh, they were having the baby shower in Long Island uh, this week. So it was great to see the Chaz. Uh, I'm not doing bios this week because I don't have rookie um, info on some of the guys, but I'll go ahead and do a Chazler veteran bio. Uh, Ian Chazler, otherwise known as a snake, uh, I worked with him uh, at Bank of America. He has since left, and he's with Wells Fargo down in North Carolina. Um, the guy is just, you know, one of the boys. Um, you know, started in North Carolina, then worked in London for a little bit. Uh, he shared pictures of uh, him seeing Tony Finau at, at the uh, Open Championship out there. Um, has become a huge golf nut as well. He gets to play a lot more because North Carolina weather is obviously a bit more conducive uh, to golf than, than New Jersey or New York. Um, he has the nickname The Snake because we played around out at TPC Scottsdale, the champions course, not the stadium course. Uh, and I oh, had God. the rubber snake on me. And no oh, boy. And yeah, I dropped it, I dropped it by his cart. And the guy basically did the Michael Jackson moonwalk as soon as he saw it and freaked out. Um, which I have, it I've still gets Kevin with for as well. Reasons unknown. You think I'd be prepared for mm-hmm. it after all these rounds? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I got to see the Chaz, the Chiz on Tuesday. Uh, some of the other guys, winter scene. I got to see another guy from the league, um, and 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 it was great. We watched some of the games, and and then so we were outdoors watching the games at one of those, you know, um, you know outdoor parklets with you know they actually had a tv on the side of the building um but it was cold and it was windy so we're like oh man this sucks uh and Dietz is like dude let's just go back to my place and like watch the second game there and kev it brought back memories of like me and you and tony in my parents basement like sneaking in yinglings and and playing video games because it was like the ultimate high school night it was just a bunch of guys and Dietz's girl Dietz's fiance were watching the games 
Um, you know, there was a failed attempt at a board game um, mid mid the UCLA um, Michigan game. Uh, the board game got pulled out, and then we're just like, put the board game away. Like Dita's, you know, X amount of dollars on this game. Let's let's root for Dita's bet. So like, we're all collectively rooting for Dita's bet, and we're just like pounding Coors Lights. And I was in, I was asleep by twelve thirty. Um, and then I woke up the next morning, got an Uber at six fifteen, and and was back at, in Westfield by by six forty five, and it was just like a, a really good wholesome hangout um, that that brought back memories of, of you know us sneaking Yinglings into twenty five Hillwood Ave and and uh, you know hiding the bottles and 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 uh, playing pool. I hope your dad doesn't listen to your podcast, Leo. You're gonna be in trouble. I've confessed a few things uh, to my dad from the <laughs> there's a reason years I years past your garage instead of your front the, door. Uh, the toy. Yes, well, there was the. I also confessed to my parents the uh, Toyota oh, key incident. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save that for another podcast, but it's it's pretty legendary. Is that what my dad found it on our lawn? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know all about that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we did that on Tuesday, uh, later in the week I played golf on, unfortunately I had to work, uh, a couple hours on Good Friday because the bond market was open for some reason, uh, even though equities are closed. Um, mm-hmm. but I still had a 1245 tea time. Um, it wasn't with the, the regular game. Uh, Dylan was, was visiting his, his family in, uh, upstate New York. So it was, uh, me, Billy Mack, uh, Roger Dumont from the league. And, uh, and my buddy, Tom Evans, uh, who uh, I think Hannah now regrets uh, ever introducing me to because, um, you know, he's really, or she's really tight with his wife. Um, and now me and Tom have hit it off and they're making fun of our budding romance uh, and probably regretting how much fun we're having because um, it's going to lead to more rounds of golf together, more drinks at Johnny's and, uh, and more tomfoolery. So yeah, the wives always do that. It's like they, they they hang out with the the wives, and then the husbands meet, and then they start hanging out together. And then I mean, that's how you basically met Baldino, right? Yeah, that's one. I'm sure there's a couple others. You know, obviously you met me through Kevin, and we all went to school together. But uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, well, look, would you rather I don't like your 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 girlfriend's husbands? I mean, because you know, there's that that could happen too. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, it was, but they love to make fun of us for it. It was a great romance. They just like using that word. Romance. Romance. Yeah, exactly. Um, love affair. I think they dropped also on me. It was, it was quite adorable. Uh, probably as adorable as my new friendship. Um, the the round of golf was a lot of fun. Uh, we played me and Tom versus Raj and Billy. Uh, Raj and Billy won over. Gate or uh, Shaq? We did it at Shaq. Uh, Shaq had its opening event uh, on Saturday too. Um, I'm hoping to get out there tomorrow for nine holes after work because it looks like it's going to be a nice day. Um, mm-hmm. Roger's thing is he hits this five wood everywhere. Um, he's with, like, <laughs> if he shoots a 95, like he takes 45 swings with the five wood. Um, and he calls it the, he calls it it's his modified five wood, whatever that means. Uh, Maybe he cut it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's like a sawed off shotgun. Look out. Um, <laughs> uh, top, top. Tom was hilarious. He um, he was trying to hit this three rescue and it wasn't going well. And then he hit it well a couple of times in a row, and and he he's like, okay, I don't want to use these up. And then he pulled it out again and he looks at me like just 
deadpan and goes, <laughs> I'm ready to get hurt again. I'm just like, <laughs> what? Um, I hit a Texas wedge putt on a temporary green on 15. That was probably uh, 80 feet. Like it was something absolutely retarded um, <laughs> for, for birdie, uh, which was sick. Uh, but it was a fun round. And then Easter um, was great. Very, very wholesome. I had a few too many IPAs and woke up with a bit of a headache this morning. Uh, yeah, but, that will happen. Yeah, Easter Easter Monday, thankfully, is not like a real work day. So uh, it was pretty relaxed today. <laughs> Kevin and I played, uh, when did we play, Kevin? A week or and a half ago? It wasn't, it wasn't this weekend. It was the uh, weekend before that. I think it was, yeah, right? I, I can't yes. remember the exact date. Yeah, I think it was a Saturday. We played uh, Nishanik over near my house. They have uh, three nines on the big course, but then they have a little nine uh, academy course. And, you know, you can always get on there. It's cheap and uh, it's good. We usually walk in. I mean, I think it's 2,200 yards from the tips. But uh, Kev was actually striking the ball really well. He had a good, he must have hit like a 55 foot putt from uh, the fringe in on eight. Um, we, paid, we played with a couple of bros from uh, White House. Where are they from, Kev? Hundred and Clinton, yeah, White House Station. Uh, two brothers, so it was funny. It was it was Kevin and I, and then these two. I said, "Boy, if I knew you guys a little better, I'd say we should throw some scratch on this." But I've never seen either of you play, and, I, and then I looked at Kevin and I was like, "But I've seen you play." I shot a thirty-seven. <laughs> I mean, it was a thirty-two. But we had a good but, time. You know, we had a good time. For me, that's uh, impressive, especially first time out. That's this great. Year. Yeah, it's very. Of course, short. I never yeah. played. That's great. I've never played the little executive nine over there. Yeah, I had never either until last year uh, when I first moved over here. I was like, I was trying to play more and more. What is this thing? thing?" I'm like, let me try it. I played with Larry B. By the way, Larry B is (laughs) Larry B is coming to town tomorrow, Leo. He's going to be here for two weeks. So uh, maybe we can organize a a little outing. You guys can talk San Francisco strategy now that you got the third overall pick. Yeah, my heart was was getting a little bit, you know, fuller. I, I guess I was sensing his arrival. Um, it just, it's just, he gives me so much good vibes whenever Larry B is around. It's great. Yeah, he is. Cause he's, he's a ball of positivity all he the is. time. I mean, I, I, I don't think my parents like me as much as Larry B likes me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we already know he'd like you better for his daughter than me, but uh, we don't have to get into that. <laughs> Save that for another podcast. Uh- uh, so yeah, I played Saturday too. I, I, one hole real quick. Um, I hit a drive. I got 176 yards left, and it's uphill. You know, normal circumstances, good weather, no wind, maybe a six or a seven iron. I hit a four wood. It came up 10 yards short. It was so windy. Yeah. I, it was horrible. It was tough. And I, it was, it was yeah. I, I don't understand. I feel like every time I go out these days, it's windy as hell. Yeah, I feel like it's been, you know exponentially windier this year it's uh, even just sitting in in the office now right? upstairs like i feel like the house is gonna fall over um recently like it's just been really freaking windy yeah i don't know it's unreal i think you're real there um let's uh that, that wraps up my last week leonard um let's let me just give some background on obviously the masters there's a lot of stuff people already know of course uh the masters is upon us um you know, we are not fans. We are patrons. Um, you know, it was weird last year. It was the final major of 2020. This year, it's obviously the first major uh, as it's back. It's back in its rightful position in April. Um, you know, there, there'll be no talk of, of, of 
changing leaves or, or orange jackets instead of green jackets. Uh, it's, it's back to normal. Um, it, you know, the whole week just kind of brings different vibes. You know, your Monday is, is has a little bit more hope than your regular Monday. Like I'm sitting here at work today, um, you know, bored out of my mind and I flip over to Live at the Masters and it's on. Uh, Tuesday has an mm-hmm. extra little tickle. Wednesday has a little bit more hump than your standard hump day. Um, and let's be honest, if my par three contest, oh, there is no par three contest this year, unfortunately, because of COVID. Oh, yeah, jeez, that's yeah. Nice. Uh, but let's be honest, if my boss expects me to uh, make any money Thursday and Friday and be productive at all, he's out of his mind. Uh, I'm gonna be, I, <laughs> I will be. Boy, I hope he doesn't listen to your podcast. No, uh, I will be sitting on my ass, uh, you know, watching the broadcast, um, like I've been sitting here smoking a bowl full of azaleas and just <laughs> ate some pimento cheese munchies. <laughs> <laughs> like what goes through your head lots leo? of bad things um you know uh the boys are there getting it leo are they showing it on espn or is it just pga tour live i mean I, I know the masters has very restrictive coverage i think it's like three to seven on thursday and friday i don't understand I, that when the u.s open and some of the other majors want to bless their stuff all I day i need to check i believe that the contract still sits with espn and cbs uh mm-hmm. espn has thursday friday CBS has yeah, featured groups they'll show yeah, you. Yeah, CBS has Saturday, Sunday, and then obviously the Masters website has everything. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the guys are getting their practice rounds in. Um, Kepka, um, you know, uh, you know, trying to resurrect himself from 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 the knee injury. I think it's gonna be really interesting. Um, John Rahm, obviously post kid, uh, is gonna be interesting, and and unfortunately, womp, I will womp, see womp. no orange on Sunday since Ricky did not make. Uh, the event because he is not as he is not one and he is not in the top 50 thanks kev um my my condolences condolences. but um but what as great as this week is um i think you also need to uh speak to both sides of augusta national and he and and with the good there is the bad uh it's not all race creek and green jackets there's definitely a dark dark past to augusta national uh, then that oh, makes yeah. um, everything that happened this week a little painfully ironic. Um, and I will give considering you know, it's in Georgia with all the stuff that's going on in Georgia. You heard the MLB baseball game got pulled from there, yes, right? Yes. And honestly, some of the history mm-hmm. around Augusta National makes you wonder why the cancel cl- and I hate the cancel culture, but um, that's neither here nor there. But it makes you wonder why the cancel culture hasn't gone after. Um, Augusta National. I, I went on a deep, deep golf book spiral in 2018-2019 um, aforementioned with Ty Kern uh, as we shared books back and forth uh, and it set me down um, a, a dark path to see the truth behind Jim Nance's Bonerville, Augusta National Golf Country Club. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's located in Augusta, Georgia, as, as Dan, you mentioned. Obviously, there's the, uh, the voting rights stuff that's going on there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's obviously one of the most famous clubs uh, in the world. It was founded by amateur Bobby Jones and Clifford Roberts uh, mm-hmm. on the site uh, formerly known as the Fruitland Nursery. Uh, the course was designed by Jones and Alistair McKenzie. Uh, and opened to, for play in January of 1933. It's the only major to be held at the same location every year since 1934. Uh, but now here comes the, the no bueno stuff. Um, Augusta barred African-American membership until 1990. 
Uh, and they made all the caddies be black at, at one point. You couldn't have a caddy that wasn't black. Correct. And you could not bring your own caddy. You couldn't like how like how like how slave owners can you be? It's like no 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 that guy's white. He can't carry the bag. Are you? Kidding I mean, me? it was as recent as Tom Watson when Tom Watson was at his um, his caddy uh, Bruce Edwards. Um, you know, Tom Watson was was number one, number two player in the world at that time, and it didn't matter. Like when you came, what are we talking seventies? Yeah, mid seventies, yeah. late seventies. Yeah. So when you came to Augusta, you could not use your own caddy. You had to use one of Augusta's caddies. All right. So like Bruce, Bruce yeah. Edwards didn't win a major with Tom Watson until like Watson's like third or fourth major, something stupid like that, because. Because right. Watson won the Masters a few times, but he wasn't allowed to use him there. And then there was a whole situation where, when Watson won the Open Championship, uh, you know, Bruce, it, it was it was difficult. Right? We're talking about the seventies; like these guys didn't have the money that they have now, where they could be like, "All right, like caddy, like jump in my plane and I'll take you to to England." Like guys would have to the caddies would have to front their own their own freight to to travel. Um, so it wasn't as obvious to bring your caddy overseas with you back then. But that's not here though. You're right, like. There were That's no African-American members until 1990. I was five, right? So it's not that long ago. Um, that's insane, right? It barred women's membership in two, until 2012. Here's another, like, holy shit, um, like, timeline. 2012, Maddie was born in 2013, right? Like, and now I got, Ma now yeah. I got Maddie watching the Augusta National Women's Amateur, but they didn't allow a member until the year before she was born. Like, wild. I know. Um, How crazy The is club, that? as you said, long uh, required all caddies to be black and barred African-Americans from playing at the Masters until 1975, uh, when the OG Lee Elder made his debut. Uh, and, and again, you got to give Augusta credit because they're, they're, they're starting to reform and, and, and get things better. Lee Elder is going to be one of the ceremonial first tee um mm -hmm. members this year so he's going to hit a, an opening tee shot um for the first time which would be great um i know condoleezza rice is a member being both black and a woman it's like it's about yes. time um but I, I, again I, I know you and i had spoken about this on a previous pod leo with the uh, tiger woods documentary when he went through all of his stuff and uh you know then like i guess he was supposed to play the masters the following year and like i, I think his name is billy something billy i don't know who the guy is uh who runs augusta or one of the, the chairmans but a, an old white dude with glasses and some guy named billy was talking about you know this is not what we expect of our champion it's like somebody called it a a verbal whipping it's like who the hell are you Augusta? Yeah. it's like if the guy is going out and doing what he's doing it's like who are you guys to judge you're not god yeah. Like, why? Because you, you guys run a golf course down in the deep south. Like, you think you can just say whatever you want about the guy who basically transcended golf in the 90s and 2000s? Like, get off your freaking soapbox. 100%. I, aside from Bobby Jones, the association with Bobby Jones, I feel like a lot of the, um, you know, the allure around Augusta and allure around the Masters is self-created. They have this self-importance, you know, calling fans patrons instead of fans. Um, you know, the rules that they implement, uh, it's, it's besides Bobby Jones, like who, like in short, who gives them the nerve to, to come across mm -hmm. and, and say some of the things that they do. Um, when co-founder Cliff Roberts was asked about, you know, having all caddies, uh, 
uh, a black and, and barring African-American members, Roberts is quoted as saying, to make an exception would be practicing dimis- discrimination in reverse. Um, he's also quoted, <laughs> sorry, he's also quoted in the New York Times as saying, as long as I'm alive, all the golfers will be white and all the golfers will be black. All the caddies will be black. If you're wondering when uh, that change would go into effect, uh, a year after he stepped down, Rogers committed suicide by gunshot in 1977 on the bank of Ike's Pond on the par three course at Augusta. Yikes. So yeah, that guy was doing, that guy was doing just fine in the head. Yeah. 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 Um, And this is, isn't this fun, Kev, the history lesson? There's a lot of stuff that, that Jim Nance will not be covering on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. It's like, you know what? It's almost like if, if the old white man lets you into the old boys club, it's all good. But I mean, just think about how, I mean, I don't know how Tiger felt. Tiger is just, after watching that documentary, Tiger is just so mentally strong that he can put anything out of his head just to accomplish what he needs to because of the way his father raised yep. him and his mother too, I guess. But I mean, just think about how other black people who have gone there to play or or even minorities in general. I mean, I, I don't know how they treat. I mean, I know that the Asians are having a very tough time right now, which is despicable. But I mean, there's a lot of things that are like under the covers in, in America that really don't get talked about because they try to be overshadowed by, you know, listen, I think the Masters is a good event. Yes, it's a nice yeah, course, I always, but it's uh, like, let's call a spade a spade here, people. A, a like, casual you guys golf weren't always now that, we're, uh, yep. now that I've gotten um, into it more, and, you know, obviously, I remember the stuff on the news about the women memberships and all that stuff. I don't know. It, 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 I like the symbolism of spring and, uh, you know, the first major of the year, but as you find out more, it kind of makes it more challenging to uh, really appreciate it as much. Yeah, it's definitely fair. Um, yeah, they have a lot of stuff. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff to do in order to change it for a lot of people's perspectives and opinions. It's getting there. You got to give them credit. It's getting there. It's, yeah. it's taking them longer than it. It's of taking course. them longer than it should. But at least it's 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 changing, right? Like they. Well, Christ, it's twenty twenty, Leo. I mean, the Civil War ended in eighteen sixty five. Yeah. Like, let's be yep. real here. You know? Yep. <laughs> um, the fans on the grounds are known as patrons. Uh, more than forty years ago, uh, during. One tense moment, CBS reporter Jack Whitaker used the term a mob to describe the scene around the green. The master's leadership then let his bosses know that he would not be invited back next year. And he was he has since not been back because he called fans a mob. He is no longer welcome back at the master's. Uh, yeah. Like how? Like, come on now. Give me a break. Another great uh, example of this. And, and I love this guy because he. He's basically a comedian in the booth. Um, Gary McCord. Uh, Gary McCord. Uh, Gary yes. McCord. With the mustache. Yep, had a famous line about the the greens were bikini waxed. Uh, and that, uh, that the player was leaving other players in body bags. Uh, it's been 20 years. Uh, and he hasn't been back either. Gary McCord. Yeah, it's almost like, okay, actually, I'm not, not going to say that because I know this is, podcast is going to be, people are going to listen to it, but it's almost like if you don't think the way that we think and if you say anything disparaging about us to try to bring us down at all, you're forbidden. It's like, I'm sorry, again, free speech, America, yeah. if you have an opinion about something that is detrimental to it, it's like, 
that doesn't mean you should be ostracized from going to the event. That's like not everything's going to be perfect all the time. And I, I, again, I gotta I gotta stop talking about it. I'm just gonna get no. It's, it's it, it, and as you should because you know you have a an, an opinion and and you have values and and I don't think your values are 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 that unique, right? Um, so yeah, it's not all pimento cheese and azaleas. Uh, after all, for these hallowed grounds, it, it, it's not going to make me watch it any less intensely this week. Um, but it also helps me appreciate how far the game has come, how far Augusta National has come. Uh, and when my daughter, you know, watches it with me with me this week and we follow, uh, you know, the, the, some of the guys that I mentioned before, whoever my pick ends up being. Uh, and unfortunately, she asked me, where's Ricky? And I got to tell her, uh, sorry, bub. She, he didn't make it, um, and we're gonna be. Ooh- he's he's right where we are, honestly. Yeah, or we'll be ooing and eyeing every putt, um, and and likely the eventual best player, uh, uh, you know, of all time. Uh, at one point, wasn't allowed to be a member there, um, or, or wasn't allowed to be a member until the year before she was born. Um, it, it's pretty wild. So um, you know, it kind of makes you appreciate this week a little bit differently, look at it a little differently. Um, and and um, you know, I think with with stuff like the Masters or really anything, um, you know, full, to to fully appreciate, it, I think you need to know both sides of the coin. So, yeah, I I will say something encouraging. I read an article recently that um, you know how when you're a member of a country club, obviously Leo, you do, and then you have people that come as as guests of the members. It's like that sometimes I'm not saying Shaq does this or anywhere else, but I read an article that the members at Augusta National actually treat the guests like you should treat a guest. You know, if I'm having you guys over for dinner, I'm going to say, oh, you guys want a drink, have some of this, have some of that. You're going to try to take care of them, right? A lot of people who belong to country clubs, when they see people who aren't members, think like, oh, what are you doing here? Like, you're not a member. Apparently, all the members at Augusta National are very welcoming to people who go there. Now, I don't know how you get an invite to go play yeah. Augusta National. You got to know some really high people. And I think there's only, correct me if I'm wrong, Leo, 100 members at Augusta. I mean, it's a pretty Sounds prestigious right, yeah. club. Yeah, so it's like, but if you are, you know, somebody who can get onto that course, all the members that are there do treat the the, the other members' guests very good. I've heard. So I mean, there's there's a positive note for yeah. Augusta. Um, just to to actual, um, you know, make sure I cover the stats. Augusta National Golf Club, seven thousand four hundred and seventy-five yards to par seventy-two. Um, and and a lot of people are saying it's playing uh, firmer and faster uh, than November, firmer and faster uh, even than, than previous years. So, um, you know, maybe score the the winning score will be a little bit um, higher than than years past. Uh, maybe we could see some carnage out there. I wouldn't mind it. Um, uh, you know, I want to I want to see the, the cream rise uh, to the top. I want to see. Um, yeah, I don't want to see Bryson, Bryson and Reed in a playoff. Uh, I, I, like nothing's going to kill me more than Sunday uh, if it's you know Bryson, Bryson Reed, yeah, <laughs> Bryson Reed and Bubba, and I'm, I'm I'm sitting there rooting for Bubba. Like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. um, not great, Bubba. The last time somebody, last time somebody won the Masters over Parlio, two thousand seven, Zach Johnson. He was two eighty nine. He was one over the best score as we, yeah, yeah the best score as we know was uh, speed in fifteen at two seventy. Unless no, Tiger did it lower no, than actually that. Uh, DJ broke it uh, in November two yeah two sixty eight. Oh, I'm sorry, two sixty eight. Yeah. Yes, yeah. again. Now I'm not going to take anything away from DJ because he no, did it's, win. It's, but it was in November. Yeah. It was cooler conditions. The greens were more receptive, maybe. Anyway. 
No, I, I don't think that can be ignored at all. And I think, unfortunately, there's going to be a little bit. I mean, I don't think there's going to be an asterisk whether or not he deserves the major, right? Because the competition was still. You still yeah, beat. The field course. was still the same. He won. You still did better than everybody else who played that same week under those same Correct. conditions. But it, yes, I think the 268 could be, uh, could have a little asterisk next to it. Next to it. So uh, the 18 hole mm. record is um, has happened uh, twice. Uh, 63. Uh, Nick Price uh, did it in the third round in, in 1986. And Greg the Shark Norman uh, did it in the first round in 1996. Um, for those that are interested on how I, I'm actually reading it right now, how to follow it this week. Uh, ESPN is going to have coverage um, on Thursday and Friday from 3 to 7.30. Uh, on Saturday, you have it on CBS from 3 to 7. On Sunday, you have it on CBS from 2 to 7. Um, and then you can stream it uh, on masters.com, whether it's featured groups, Amen Corner, 15 and 16. Um, it's just going to be on my friggin' TV all week, and I can't wait. Yeah, can you stream it on ESPN Plus as well? I think I, I did that back in the I would, I would imagine. The yeah, I would imagine if it's on ESPN, you could. Oh, oh, you mean the, the featured group stuff on ESPN Plus? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The featured, yeah, because I was watching. Uh, I think it was Rom and somebody else playing, but it was at like twelve p.m. till three. They they had that feature group, and then you know you could switch over to the three o'clock coverage, which showed everybody. Yeah, but from twelve yeah, no, to three, ESPN only Plus showed that. I wouldn't be surprised. It's new, so uh, I can't. I, it's yeah, on remember ESPN, exactly the content, what the know, deal is, but uh, I think that they have their own set of coverage. I don't know if you do featured mm-hmm. groups, but check it out. Yeah, yeah. We will see. I just right, want to say, uh, want A, to, thanks uh, for having me. And B, or, uh, touch before we you changed your week. intro for the Masters, and I don't know if you even noticed, but Dan said, Hello, friends, like he's Jim Nance to uh, start the pod. So I'll just say I hope this pod becomes a tradition like any other. And uh, enjoy the weekend and the, and the, and the golf. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate that. It was hilarious that. if it wasn't. And Jim Nance is I'm just the ghost in your head or something. Kev, that was done on purpose. Um, yeah, of course. No, I. No, I mean, I, I said to Kevin just last week or something. I said, "Dude, Jim Nance has the best job on earth right now. He is sitting at the Final Four, getting paid millions of dollars to watch the two best teams in college basketball compete. He gets to do the Super Bowl every three years or so, and he does every single Masters tournament along with football Sundays. So it's like the guy's getting paid millions of dollars to watch sports and call them. I mean, who's got a better job than that outside of professional? And athlete? one of his, and one of his best friends is is Freddie Boom Boom Couples. So. <laughs> yeah, I bet. No, I mean they were college. They were college roommates. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, so. Fred, Freddie, no gloves. Freddie, Freddie Boom Boom has been out there all all week so far, helping guys. Um, a lot of the youngins. I think he played with Cantlay and Homa today, uh, and apparently he's mm-hmm. just been a, a fountain of of Augusta knowledge for these younger guys playing. So uh, the the Boom Boom is 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 pretty awesome. He's. Um, in the in the golf book uh, spiral, I took reading a little bit more about him. It's it, he's an unsung hero of the PGA. So, yeah, for all you guys in our uh, our, our fantasy golf league thinking about picking him, he's uh, seven fifty to one this weekend. <laughs> to win, which is 
just 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 throwing it out if there. If the boom boom wins this week, oh, I, I'm just gonna shut down the league. <laughs> so yeah, so so real quick, the, the worst for Ian Woosnam, four thousand to yeah. one. Larry Mize and Sandy Lyle, who I'm surprised are still playing, twenty five hundred to one. Jose Maria Olathabal, fifteen hundred, and former champion It'll be like BJ the first and Mike A-Rod Weir, contract. one thousand. So the, those are all. Yeah, those are all former champions. Oh, wow. <laughs> those are those are. No, you'll basically own Amazon at that yeah, point. Those are all former champions. Uh, I don't know invites I know if you the win. Masters right? have lifetime, um, lifetime until you embarrass uh, yourself. Invites if you win up until a certain age. You you age out at some point. Right. I can't remember. Yeah, I mean. I, yeah, I remember uh, what's that guy Ben Cr- Ben Crane Crenshaw Ben Crenshaw. Uh, he he had his last one just recently, yeah. a few years ago. That the Jim Nance couldn't stop talking about Gentle Ben. I was like, all right, Jim, we we get it. <laughs> uh, any, anything else you want to add, Kit or Dan? No, all good. Thank you, Leo. I enjoy doing this every so often. Uh, it's always good to talk golf. Thanks, guys. Um, you know, get your picks in uh, Wednesday night. Uh, I'm not sure when the first tee time is on on. Thursday morning, I imagine it's a, it's a pretty big field, so I imagine it's going to have a seven handle uh, for the first tee. So don't mess around, don't right, guys, chase enjoy. you. Uh, good luck with your picks and pick them pure.